Well, hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Girl Tribe Nation podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Tony, and I am so glad that you are here today. Well, hey, I have got such a great episode for you today. We are going to talk through an issue that I know you are experiencing in your household if you have a tween girl. You ready for it? How much independence should I give my tween daughter? It's a great question. She's growing up and ready to be more independent, for sure. But how much is too much? Where is the line? Well, you are going to use this episode to help navigate that difficult balance of treating her as a kid and helping her move to being more grown up. When you use these principles to practice, you won't waste your time. You won't end up throwing your hands in the air and wondering if you are doing the right thing. Okay, yes, you are right. There will still be hands thrown up in the air. After all, we are riding the puberty train, and those hormones keep things changing all the time. But have you been wondering when to let her go by herself and when to go with her? Have you been wondering if she's old enough for her own phone? Have you been letting her spend more time alone? All these questions swirl through our heads. Don't worry. I have a plan for you how to navigate this transition into independence while also instilling in your girl a sense of responsibility. We are working on developing her readiness for responsible independence. Sound good? Don't worry, I've got you covered. I've even created a fabulous, completely free Girl Tribe Nation discussion guide for you today with this episode. I think you are going to be really happy to have this to help both you and your girl in determining where she is in her readiness for more independence. You are going to love it. And it will be a super helpful mama assessment tool for you. And finally, you might be thinking that raising a tween girl is just plain hard. Drama, emotions, moodiness, eye rolls. I know, these can be sometimes challenging years. But you are not alone. Girl Tribe Nation is here for you. We completely believe that these years are great years with wonderful moments for you to spend with your girl. Now, my daughter is getting really good at coming home and sitting down and doing her homework. She's in sixth grade and she's gotten so good at it that honestly, it's a relief. I don't have to nag or repeat myself like I do with my younger kids. However, that also means that I trust she knows how to do her work and that it's getting all done correctly, which is not always the case. This growing up thing is so good when they take responsibility and so hard to navigate as a mom because our tweens are still kids in a lot of ways. Well, this episode will help take some of the guesswork out of knowing when and how much to feed your tweens emerging independence. Okay, let's dive in to today's episode. Guys, I am so excited about today's episode because I know it is one that is going to be so helpful to you mamas out there. I know she is starting to spend more time on her own and wanting more privacy and more independence. Sometimes that is such a good thing. Let's be honest, you get a bit of a break. But sometimes I know you miss spending more time with her. I get it. Do you remember when she was a little girl and you could hold her hand and help her to look both ways before you crossed the street? You would do it together, and when the coast was clear, you'd cross. So easy, because you got to hold her hand the whole way and guide her. 
But now you're at a crossroads in her life where she is looking down the street one way as a child and the other way as an adult. It's hard to know how to encourage her to emerge as a young adult without pushing too much too fast. On the other hand, you want her to enjoy being a kid as long as she can, but she can't stay there forever. It is a dilemma. The crossroads of independence. It's one of the central junctures of puberty. Part of our job as parents is to help our kids grow up to be well-adjusted, functioning, contributing members of society. That means in some ways we are working our way out of a job. No, not completely. Your girl will always need her mom. But it does look different, doesn't it? They need us so much as babies and toddlers for everything, literally everything except breathing. Is she potty trained? I know, silly question. But back in that day, didn't you ever wonder if you were going to get there? Whew, those were some challenging years. But then they learn, and they learn how to tie their own shoes and take their own bath, and she knows how to comb her own hair. And we cheer them on as they learn each new thing and take each new step. Moving towards independence is normal, healthy, and still something that we should champion as their moms. But all these milestones are wonderful because we get to see her progressing. But when we hit some of the large independent strides and desires at puberty, it is more like we're hovering at an intersection with that yellow traffic light. All right, truth time. Raise your hand if you hit the gas when you see a yellow light. I know you people. Okay, now raise your hand if you hit the brake. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, sometimes you need to go through that yellow light and sometimes you need to put the brakes on. And there's not always a good way to know which one to do until you're in that situation. Well, we are going to think about your tween daughter's growth towards independence as a bit like going through those yellow lights. We need to assess each moment and sometimes we hit the gas to let her go. And sometimes we need to hit the brake and help her to stop. Tweens still absolutely crave and need the security and support that parents offer. And because their frontal lobes are not fully developed, their reasoning or decision-making ability is not completely mature yet. Even though her body may be growing taller and more adult-like, she still needs hugs and snuggles and lots of attention. Sometimes it feels like our tween girl is holding on to a stop sign and at the same time motioning for their parents to come towards her. It, it's a mixed message. I get it. And confusing is an understatement. When you are looking at a kid who looks more like an adult, but still has the mental ability of a child, it leaves us feeling unsure of how to best parent. Well, today I've got for you three ways that you can build her independence, her identity, and her responsibility. So the first one that we are going to talk about today is the idea of letting go of small things. And this is hard when we have had to be mamas that have had to hold on to high attention to detail to keep our kids safe. But as they grow and mature, we really can and we should let go of the small. So what are some of the small things that we can let go of and not insist that we do it for her? When we're able to let go of some of the small things and let her make a choice, even if it's a different choice than what we would make, 
when we're able to let her choose some of those small things, it is an, a way to build her responsible independence. It's a way to let her try and make those decisions in the safety net of an environment where if she fails, it's going to be okay, that we've got her back and there's not huge risk involved with her making a poor decision. This is the way that we exercise those decision-making muscles and encourage the good decisions and let her learn from the bad ones. So what are some of the small things that we can let go of? Well, it might be different for each mama out there. For one of the things that we do is we let go of the wardrobe a little bit. Now, she does not always choose the outfits that I would choose for her, but I have to trust that she has her own sense of style. It's developing and I can encourage her even in the area that is very different from what I would choose from her. Pretty recently, she had a blue phase. She would only wear blue things. It made me crazy, but I finally adopted it. And just when I got on board and I started only buying her blue things, it changed. And that's the thing. Just remember when they were kids, babies, and you would say, I know this phase is not going to last long. As soon as we would adjust to it, they change. And it is still true as a tween that even when they're hunkered down into a hardcore phase, it often doesn't last that long. And so if we can be patient and see the positive in the midst of it and encourage her through it, as long as it isn't a danger to herself or her reputation, then it is something that will help instruct her and give her practice in making decisions. A lot of tweens also experiment with their diet. They're only going to eat vegetarian. And hey, as long as she's getting enough protein in her diet, let her try it for a little while. Sometimes they find a cause, save the whales, and they're going to go for it with all their gusto. And if they want to put some time and energy into it, it can be a really good learning experiment for her in decision making. So that's our first way is to let go of the small. Well, here's the second one. And this one I know you're already going to be good at because you are her number one fan. The second one is to believe in her. And I know you believe in her, but we need to not only think about believing in her, we need to be really vocal in how we believe in her. So much is changing in her body. She is actually starting to pay more attention to her environment, and it is bombarding her with messages that can be confusing and conflicting. And she's also starting to compare herself so much more to people that she sees. So she knows that she's not good at everything and that she's awkward in some areas. And so she really needs your support through that time. She needs to be reminded at what she is good at. She needs to be validated in that. And I want to encourage you to encourage her with very specific statements. Hey, thank you for being ready when I said we were going to leave at 745 this morning. I really appreciate you being on time. You're really good with time. Hey, great job picking out an outfit and getting ready this morning. You look really nice and I like how you matched these colors together. I really appreciate how you worked on your homework right after school today. It really showed me how responsible you are in getting the work done that you need to do. Hey, thank you for watching your little sister for me while I had a meeting. I really appreciate you stepping in and giving some of your time to your sister. All of these kind of statements are things that she needs to hear because she needs to hear that you believe in her and that you're validating the decisions that she's making. She needs to know that you believe that she's got this 
Not only is it great to get specific with what you see, but also calling out the character traits that you see being built in her. Hey, I know that you are going to do great on this test because you have been studying and you are a smart girl. Something like that can really breathe life into her to know that she's got this test, that you believe in her. Maybe something like, hey, you can try out for this team because you are healthy. You have been taking good care of your body and it is ready for this challenge. That gives her a boost of encouragement, but it also calls out that you've been paying attention to her responding in a healthy way to her body. How about this one? You've got this girl. You are a brave girl who can stand up for what you believe, even when there are people at school that disagree with you. Gosh, just to hear that statement, even as an adult, is so affirming and it builds the brave in me if one of my friends says that to me. So for her mom to be able to call out brave in her very naturally will help her lean in to building a brave life. All right, I've got one more in this area. I think you can apologize to your friend today for being impatient with her yesterday and because I know you want to be happy today and enjoy her friendship. So if we call on that emotion that we want her to feel happy today and not sad and depressed that she got into a fight with her friend, if we can encourage a behavior that leads to that forgiveness to release her from that so that she can hold on to that feeling of happy, that's really going to go a long way in helping her to process emotion and to figure out how to deal with a mistake or a behavior that brought about a feeling that she doesn't want to carry over into the next days. So these are some great ways and some phrases that maybe you can practice or think through and apply them to your particular girl and her particular situation and how you're going to believe in her. Okay, let's look at our third way. And this is by leaving a good example. This is the hard one because it kind of holds the mirror up in front of mama's face because she is watching every move that we make as mamas. She's watching the framework that you're creating and she's using that as a framework to establish her life as well and how she makes decisions. So let's look at some of the decisions that she is currently in the process of making. She is making decisions about her academic life because school is a big part of her life. Whether you homeschool or she's in private school or in public school, learning and taking classes is part of her life. And so what messages does she get from you as her example? What do you value about education? Does she ever see you reading a book? Does she see you doing continued learning? What are the statements that you make about education and the whole idea of academic life? That is a a framework that she is establishing and is going to adopt as she learns how to make decisions and is moving towards creating an autonomous life from you. She's also looking at the messages that you leave about money. How do you spend? How do you save? How do you give to others? These are three areas that she's watching to see how you talk about and what you do with your money. And as she is going to become more independent with her money, she only has a few years to watch you and see what you're doing, how you're using that money. And that is going to be a a starting point for her to assess what to do with her money. Okay, here's the third one. 
home alone. She's going to start being able to spend some time alone at home. And so you are going to establish that framework for her. And you do this with clear expectations of how she's going to spend the time, what that's going to look like. Is she going to have jobs that she needs to do or does she get to relax the whole time? Does she have obligations of watching her siblings or taking care of a pet? What are the expectations for staying home alone? And especially in the beginning stages of letting her stay for a few minutes when you go run an errand or starting to spend an hour by herself or watching her siblings, you need to be super clear in the expectations that are set. How much screen time is she allowed to have? Can she go outside or does she need to stay inside? Is she allowed to answer the door? What is your procedure for answering the door and for answering the phone? If she cooks a meal, does she need to cook and clean? And what does clean look like? Is that just throwing dishes in the sink or putting them in the dishwasher or making sure everything is cleaned, dried, and put away? So if you build a home alone expectation, this is going to be really a great step in building her independence because as you give her those expectations, she's going to have a very clear list to measure if she's meeting those. And if she doesn't meet those, she's going to know that she wasn't meeting your level of responsibility. And so maybe you need to back it off a little bit and not let her spend as much time by herself or alone at home if she can't show you that she is ready to be responsible. Okay, couple more in this area, social life. She's looking into you to set the framework for how you value and how you interact with family members, with friends, with neighbors and strangers. And as she becomes more independent, she is gonna start interacting with family and friends and neighbors and strangers the way she sees you doing that as well. And so it's really worth us thinking through what we're modeling, the words we're saying, our facial expressions. And have you ever had that moment happen where you've heard your kids say something or do something exactly like you? And it kind of shocks you. It catches you off guard. You're like, oh my goodness, I have just created a mini me and I wasn't even trying. They're always watching and always listening. And so we need to be intentional about how we're communicating with our daughter, our values in these particular areas. The last one I just want to touch on here is the idea of communication, because how we are communicating is building a framework for her independence level of how she's going to start communicating. And we're going to allow her to be on her own a little bit more. And so things like manners and whether we make statements or we ask questions or how we apologize when we're wrong or how we make excuses for when we're wrong. She's learning all of those communication strategies and techniques. So she's watching your eye contact and your body language. Are you talking to her and looking at her in the eye or are you on your phone? If you don't want her to be on her phone someday when she's talking to you, you've got a model putting your phone down, putting it away when you get home from work or when you walk in the house and making sure that you make eye contact. If you don't want your kids to be on their phones during dinner time, you've got to not be on the phone during dinner time. Put those phones away and really engage in some great conversation. One thing that I'd really encourage you to do around the dinner table or um, just some time together, when maybe when you get home from school and you're having a snack, 
Talk about the best part of your day and the hardest part of your day. That's a great question to really help not only hear what's going on in their lives, but also to teach them how to engage in a conversation style. And in this text savvy and saturated world, we really need to be intentional about teaching our girls how to have good communication techniques. Well, weighing and evaluating if she is old enough and mature enough is hard. We want to nudge, but not push. Hey, I am a big believer in talking through what a new situation may look like and talking through some phrases that could be helpful in this situation so that she can think it through before she finds herself in it. For example, we switched schools this year. It was a big deal starting a brand new middle school where she didn't know many people and they didn't know her. Now, my daughter is a little bit more of an introvert, so meeting new people can be stressful. So this was an area we spent a lot of time brainstorming questions so that she could ask them and she would know how to respond. So if your daughter is an introvert, this can be really helpful. I mean, I tend to be a little bit more extroverted, so I've really had to learn how to do this in a way that is not overwhelming to her. So we talk a lot about conversation with new people or situations as being like tossing a ball back and forth. One person says something and it's like they are tossing the conversation ball to you. So you have a choice whether you're going to drop the ball with a one word answer or no answer, or you're going to keep playing. So to keep playing with a conversation ball, you have to respond to what they say and then toss the conversation ball to them with a question or a comment that's going to allow them to keep talking. The conversation ball is a great way to practice a new situation with your daughter and give her some practice and some ideas of how to respond. Now, if you have started middle school or are getting ready to, you may have lockers. Lockers might be new and they can be very stressful. Hey, they're still stressful. I still have nightmares sometimes that I can't open my high school locker. Well, we wanted to alleviate that stress because there are already so many stressors in starting a new school. So we went and we practiced the combination lock before school started so that she knew how to do that when she got to school. Definitely want to take some of those stressors away and allow her to engage in the piece that was most important to us. And that was how she had conversations with her teachers and with the potential new friends she was making. Well, as you think about the idea of helping your daughter be responsible and ready to be independent, here's some good questions to ask yourself and to think through. Is your daughter asking to do this? If this is something that she's asking about, she's thinking about it. So it's worth you putting some time into it. Are her peers doing this? If you start talking and asking and looking around and seeing what her peers are doing, it doesn't mean that she's ready to do it, but it does mean that you need to start paying attention and preparing your communication strategy with her to help her know how to navigate what her peers are doing. Can your child problem solve? This is a really significant way that you can help discern if your daughter is ready for a next step of independence. And it's a way to assess her ability to cope with unexpected situations. So I think this is a really big deal. And so I've created something really special for you. It is a what if scenarios mother-daughter discussion guide. And I want to give this to you completely free. 
And I think that this will be a really helpful strategy for you to have to be able to go to this guide and have some really good conversations around these what-if scenarios. These scenarios allow you to ask your daughter some real-life situations and see how she would respond. You can talk through options and help her think through solutions to really assess if she's ready and responsible to make decisions on her own. Maybe snuggle up on the couch with a cup of hot cocoa and talk through some of these great what-if scenarios. The other aspect that you want to think about in building responsible independence in your daughter is, does your daughter know what to do if there is an emergency? And is she comfortable asking for help? You need to talk through some of these things with her, that she needs to know how to trust her instincts. She needs to feel like she knows whether she can run away or call for help, call mom and dad or call the police, or if she needs to ask another adult for help, who should she ask? We always encourage our kids to look for a mom with young kids if there's no one around that she knows to ask for help. And you need to be able to help her stay calm. And if it's not an emergency, what steps can she take to fix the problem? And if it is an emergency, how should she proceed? Well, these are all great tools to help you navigate your daughter's journey into responsible independence. When you can trust her in small things, you will be able to trust her with larger things. And larger things are coming. So it is so important that we begin the work of assessing and giving her more independence with responsibility. I really believe those two words, independence and responsibility, should be held together. Independence is an exciting time for the tween. And as moms, we need to approach it as a yellow light. They may want a green light all the time. And we may want a red light but we need to navigate the tension of a yellow light. All right, well, I believe in you moms of tween girls. You can do this. No one knows your daughter better than you do. It is your exclusive opportunity, responsibility, and privilege to get to walk with her into maturing into a responsible young woman. Well, don't forget to download the mother-daughter discussion guide of the what-if scenarios that's available to you at girltribenation.com forward slash what-if. This is going to be a really valuable tool for you to assess your daughter's readiness for responsible independence. Well, thanks so much for joining us. It was great to have you here, and I can't wait until next time. Bye for now.